Good morning. It's May 3rd, and welcome to Doing Life, daily devotions for finding peace in stressful times. This is the audible companion to the book of the same name. Today's title is A Wink. Jesus said to them, Assuredly, I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, Move from there to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. Matthew seventeen twenty. We have a 16-pound cat named Sterling, and he's not fat, he's just big. They tell us he's a tuxedo because of his black and white markings. While there are varying opinions about what is more humane, Sterling is an indoor-outdoor cat with a cat door to the backyard and another door in a back gate that allows him to go, well, cat around. We live on a creek, so he spends a good portion of each day doing whatever it is that cats do during a good portion of the day, prowling around the heavily wooded banks of a creek. A few days ago, I was off after being on call. I have trouble sleeping in the morning, even if I've been up all night at the hospital, but that day was sunny and warm, and I fell asleep on a chaise lounge in the backyard. I was awakened by my wife calling the cat's name and then asking me if I had seen him. I looked up, shaded my eyes, and said I hadn't seen him lately. One minute later, after my wife had gone into the house, I heard a soft thud behind me as Sterling jumped onto the deck from the top of the fence, disdaining the door in the gate placed there for his use. He then strolled past me, heading towards the back porch, and in the glare of the bright late morning sun, it looked suspiciously like he had a tail at both ends. I got up and he scurried beneath a rocking chair on the porch where he proceeded to deposit the young squirrel, who evidently hadn't been quite fast enough. I called to my wife, who came out the back door, rapidly assessed the situation, and retreated to the interior just as rapidly. She did at least bring me a plastic bag, which she handed carefully through a cracked door, presumably afraid that the squirrel might reanimate. I took care of rodent removal, using a broom to separate Sterling from his kill, prior to bagging. Later, my wife expressed her relief that this particular episode of Wild Kingdom had occurred while I was home. In fact, what she said was, there's no question God winked at me on this deal. I started thinking about that. How often have you heard someone say, that was just totally a God thing? Is it? Maybe. Maybe not. But believers tend to look at things differently than non-believers. Atheists believe in coincidence, period. The atheist will tell you that Christians are just kidding themselves when they assign a favorable coincidence to the hand of God. Christians can believe in coincidence too, but there is a difference. Christians know that the sovereign God is just that, sovereign. He is in control. There's an old saying, if God is your co-pilot, you need to switch seats. If you had left for work two minutes earlier, you would have been in that pile up on the freeway and possibly not even around to speculate. Was that providence? Coincidence? Was that a God wink? I honestly think the answer is maybe. If the answer is definitely, then you're expressing a theology known as determinism. Jonathan Edwards was a famous 18th century preacher in America who espoused this perspective. Most famous sermon, Sinners in the Hands of an Angry God. The problem with this perspective, of course, is one of free will, or more accurately, the lack thereof. If God has foreordained every detail of our lives, if he decided whether or not you had an English muffin this morning— then why did he give us the command to love him with all our heart, soul, strength, and mind? If everything was foreordained, then all choice, all events, would simply be beyond our control. Most Christians don't believe that today. 
But that is different from believing that God never intervened supernaturally. If God never intervened, then intercessional prayer might seem pointless, unless the extent of that prayer was never anything other than, Thy will be done. But even Jesus prayed for an alternative to his crucifixion, if God would allow it. My conclusion is that there are probably God wings all around us every day. To what extent the omnipotent, omniscient creator of the universe chooses to intervene is, quite frankly, up to him. God being sovereign means he may intervene whenever he feels it is right to do so. We believe he has a plan for us and that all things work together for good for those who love him, Romans 8.28. That means, quite simply, that things work out in the long run exactly the way he wants them to, but perhaps not exactly the way we want them to, nor with the exact timing we would prefer. When my wife and I were dating 35 years ago, I once complained of a headache that had persisted for a couple of days. She immediately asked me if I had prayed about it. At that time, perhaps due to my conventional Protestant upbringing, I thought there were certain things God wanted us to handle on our own. Now, more than three decades later, I have come to realize that what God wants of us is to trust Him. He wants us to depend on Him at all times. Psalm 62.8 Paul makes it pretty clear that we are to bring anything to God in prayer. Philippians 4.6 That means that while it may not always be the case, something as seemingly inconsequential as a persistent headache, resolving might be a kind of God-wink. Most of us need look no further back than a few days to identify multiple events that might have the fingerprints of the Creator on them. You may have received an unexpected payment the day before a bill was due that you knew you wouldn't have been able to pay. You may have missed a plane that made you late for a job interview, forcing you to meet with someone else who thought you were just stupendous and recommended you. You may have decided you wanted Chinese food the other night and read about the food poisoning from unwashed lettuce at the Mexican restaurant you had originally planned to attend. Each of you can make your own list in all likelihood. But watch out. It's important to remember, as we've noted before, that you can't determine God's will by the short-term outcome. The God thing that happens in your life could be the opposite of each of the examples above. That doesn't mean that God is against you or wants harm to come to you. It means he knows what he's about and you don't. His thoughts are not your thoughts. Isaiah 55, 8. You have to trust that even if what has happened seems bad, that in the long run, for those who love and trust him, it will turn out for the good. We may not know exactly when God has intervened in the course of our daily lives, but we do know that he loves us, with a love that is beyond human comprehension. We know that he has a plan for us that is good, not bad. Jeremiah 29.11 And that means that we give God the glory at every turn. So the next time you wonder if something that occurred was coincidence or a God thing, err on the side of the God wink, in my opinion. Maybe he intervened at that moment, maybe he didn't. But he is ruler over all, and he wants what's good for you. Trust me. Trust him. Have faith in him in all circumstances, dear people. Open up your heart to him. The true God shelters us in his arms. Psalm 62, 8 Dear Heavenly Father, we love you, and because you first loved us, we trust you. Help us, Lord, to fully realize that we can trust you in the small things as well as the big things. We cannot understand how your providence works because your thoughts are not our thoughts. But we don't need to understand how, only that it does. And know that we can trust in that providence no matter our moment-to-moment -moment circumstance. Amen.
We'll see you tomorrow.